Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. It's that time again, Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, and it has been a glorious day, very warm, and I think this warm trend is supposed to continue. Also on Comcast 97, if you're in Manchester, and hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe, and of course, you can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is Thursday, February 10, 2022. So welcome, one and all. I do want to remind you, of course, we are very proudly sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm and the Brady Sullivan right across the street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have craft beer. Today is Thursday, which means tonight is Trivia Night, hosted by the great Bill Cini. Of course, uh, Bill Cini does the trivia on the morning show on Wednesdays, and then Thursday evenings you can see him live over at the Hopknot, and uh, you can uh, participate. But I do suggest reserve a table early because it is a very popular feature there, and uh, those tables fill up quickly. So if it's something that you want to do, uh, call ahead. But uh, but please, uh, by all means, it's a lot of fun, and uh, Bill does a great job from what I hear. Uh, they've also got uh, live music on Friday nights, and they've got a lot of other events coming up, too, in 2022. Apparently that, um, you know, they just had another Gender Blender event uh, last weekend, and from what I understand, it was hugely successful. So uh, things are going really well there at the Hop Knot, and if you haven't been there, I highly recommend it. And Kenny will be here uh, one week from Monday. So, uh, you know, I was over there last night. I spoke with him and I said, uh, oh, Easy G in the chat room says no trivia tonight, Matt. Canceled. Oh, okay. I guess there's no trivia tonight at the Hop Not, according to Easy G, the entertainment reporter emeritus. 
So uh, he is retired, but occasionally he comes out of retirement to tell us things. So thank you, EZG. Uh, all right, well, anyway, go there anyway. Enjoy some delicious gourmet pretzels and some craft beer. It's a great place. But uh, one week from Monday, Kenny will be joining us live here in studio because the Hop Night is a black-owned business. And I was talking to Kenny, and I said, you know, it's been a while since you've been on, but also I really want to get you in before Black History Month is over. So uh, he said, oh, definitely, definitely. So he, he will be here uh, one week from Monday. So we look forward to that. Always a good time with, uh, with Kenny. Uh, let's see. 603-250-6007 is the number. If you'd like to join us, 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at mattconnerton.com. And, of course, you are welcome to interact and opine in the Facebook live chat. But the best thing to do so that we can hear and enjoy your dulcet tones is to give us a call at 603-250-6007. And, by the way, uh, coming up later in the program in the second hour, we will be joined in studio by, as we have been on many a Thursday, the fabulous Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor. And uh, we're going to unveil another one of his audio recordings. I don't know if you know this about Glenn, but the man has a golden throat, the voice of an angel. And uh, he's not going to be singing for us live, but we're going to, uh, I'd say it's a world radio premiere, but I think they've already played the the song on the, uh, on the morning show with Peter White one day. But uh, Glenn has uh, recorded a song, you know, um, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle, uh, Clayton on the morning show, I almost said Kyle Heavey. There's, uh, multiple Kyles here at uh, WMNH, but, uh, Kyle Clayton on the morning show, uh, you know, he's, uh, he struggles with, uh, that uh, winter depression and, uh, I, I do as well. So Glenn had apparently recorded, uh, a song for Kyle, which I, I think I remember hearing on the morning show and, uh, Glenn would like me to play it on this program as well. But he wants to be here in the studio when I play it, probably because he wants to uh, be able to witness in person me beaming with joy, as I no doubt will be as I listen to his amazing song. I believe the song is, in fact, called Beaming with Joy. Actually, I have no idea what it's called, but I think that would be a lovely title. So, um, or perhaps, uh, perhaps a, a, the name of an album, you know, when Glenn puts all of these, uh, songs together, uh, in a, a collection of an, an album that he could release, he could call it, uh, Glenn RJ will let beaming with joy. So we look forward to that. Paulie sees in the chat room and says, Carl, not Kyle. Yes. I believe they, sometimes they call him Carl. I think, is that a, is that a Glenn thing? When Glenn says Kyle, it sounds like Carl. I don't know if y'all have noticed this, but sometimes Glenn talks a little funny. But, you know, he's French-Canadian. Um, for example, uh, New Hampshire. I believe he pronounces it New Hampshire. So, uh, uh, Polly C. confirms yes. Uh, uh, Glenn calls. So, either. Now, this this would be interesting to. Uh, what we're going to do is, I think this will be fun. Paul just gave me this idea. Uh, I will ask Glenn when he's here later, I will say, did you write this song for Kyle? Except I won't say Kyle. I will intentionally mispronounce it as Carl, and we'll see if Glenn notices uh, whether or not I'm pronouncing Kyle's name wrong when I pronounce it Carl. 
I will say, did, did you write this for Carl? And if Glenn doesn't notice and just lets it slide, then we'll know uh, that Glenn thinks that Kyle's name actually is Carl. Whereas if Glenn says, I don't think you're saying it right, then we'll know that uh, it's not that Glenn thinks Kyle's name is Carl, but that when Glenn says Kyle, it just comes out sounding like Carl because Glenn has that uh, that that French Canadian uh, thing. He's like uh, he's got that uh, je ne sais quoi. I don't even know what that means. I just know it's French. I know very little French. I took uh, I don't really know much of any language other than English. To be honest with you, I took three years of Spanish. I remember almost none of it, but uh, I know even less French. Uh, you know, had I known when I was in school, had I known that someday I'd be living in Manchester where there's a large uh, French population, I would have uh, French heritage here. I, I would have uh, maybe I would have taken French instead of Spanish, but uh, I know very little French. I know like uh, wee wee uh, French fries. Uh, that's about it. So I hope that joke isn't considered racist, by the way. Uh, Rob Dion is in the Facebook live chat and he's asking me if at some point I can announce something. Rob, this is your lucky day. This is your lucky moment. I will announce it right now. And I heard reference to this made on the morning show. Uh, Rob says, good afternoon, Matt. At some point, can you announce that through the stage door is now playing Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. after your show? Brand new slot. Thanks. Yes, yes. So there you go. Yeah, very exciting. I did hear, as I mentioned, uh, reference to that made on the morning show. Rob Dion, of course, uh, he does uh, Name That Tune and the Entertainment Report Thursday mornings on the morning show with Peter White. Uh, But he also has his own show called Through the Stage Door. And uh, now that uh, the weekly Dion uh, is uh, no longer uh, a weekly program here at WMNH, Rob gets... uh, those time slots. So uh, Through the Stage Door, hosted by Rob Dion, is now Tuesdays and Thursdays at 6 p.m. immediately following this program. So congratulations, Rob. Hey, you're in prime time now following this show. You got the big lead in. You're going to get the Matt Connerton Unleashed bump. So there you go. No, but Rob does a great job, and uh, please check out the show. So I, I hope you'll. Uh, I hope after this program you'll stick around and tune in uh, to Through the Stage Door. Um Okay, 603-250-6007 is a number if you would like to join us, 603-250-6007. We have much to discuss, but I would like to say hello to everybody in the Facebook Live chat. Uh, I see Martin Greenwood joins us. I've never seen Martin spelled that way, M-A-R-T-Y-N, unless it's Martine or something, but I assume it's Martin. Uh, That's a new name in there I haven't seen, so hello, welcome. Uh, Rocky Huber joins us and says, Shalom, peeps. That's what Jenny usually says. Uh, uh, perhaps uh, Rocky is converting. Um, let's see. And, she, and he says, uh, beat you to it, Jenny. <laughs> oh, and EZG also says shalom, peeps. Everyone's shaloming. And Jenny says, shalom, bubba I can't say it the way she says it. Uh, I was raised Catholic. You know. um, EZG says, Keith Lee is AEW elite, in my opinion, they hit a home run. Yes, yes. This week's AEW Dynamite, Keith Lee made his debut. WWE just didn't know what to do with him. You know, they did a good job with him in NXT, and then he goes to the main roster, and they don't know what to do with him. So I did watch, uh, I did find it on YouTube, his uh, debut 
uh, on AEW. And I mean, that guy, it's amazing that they, the way they just wasted him in WWE, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's a big star. I mean, literally he's a very big guy, but he moves like he's very agile and just a ton of charisma. So I'm very happy to see Keith Lee, uh, now in AEW. That is excellent. Uh, Eric Pilcher joins us in the Facebook live chat. Eric, of course, from Cedar Rapids, Iowa, and does the weekly classic film review on the program every Friday. Uh, this week's classic film review is 12 Years a Slave, uh, which um, I, we might be stretching the, the the term classic because that came out in 2013. But so, but still, uh, it is a uh, an award-winning film, obviously, and Eric has... Uh, for the month of February, he has chosen films uh, specifically appropriate for Black History Month. For example, last week he reviewed In the Heat of the Night, which is absolutely one of my favorite films of all time, certainly in my top five. Um, great, great movie. And uh, Eric had was seeing it for the first time, so and then uh, so it was especially interesting to hear his review. But this week's review is 12 Years a Slave. Uh, I have heard it already. And uh, Eric does a phenomenal job, as always. And you will get to hear it uh, tomorrow on the program. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mike Pelopita joins us from another one of our great sponsors here at WMNH. Queen City Cabinetry in the historic Sunbeam Mall. Of course, named for the great General Sunbeam who won the war. Uh, hello, Mike. Um, yep, Easy G says, looking forward to the movie review on Friday. Eric Pilcher says, it's in the can, so to speak, was sent to the power that be this morning. Yes, I did receive it, and I love it. Eric does such a great job. Tom Blanchard joins us on the Facebook live chat and says, kind of hard to dance to. I think that's in reference to the opening track that I played by Sky Zoo. Uh, we have a call. Let's see here. First call of the show today. Hi, welcome to Matt Connerton Unleashed. Who's this? Hey, Matt, it's Ron. Hey, Ron, it's Matt. Yes, sir. I wonder if I can interrupt you for one minute. Well, however minutes, it's something kind of important to me. Yes, I was having a problem. I was having a problem with my phone. I called Verizon. They set up a new pin and whatever, and then I hung up. Well, about two minutes later, my phone rings, and it's an a automated call and it says your Amazon account has just been charged a phenomenal amount. It was like eighteen hundred or something like that, and uh, it says if you have any questions or whatever, you know, push one. So I push one, nothing happened. And that was, yeah. that was probably my first mistake. Uh -huh. And then I got on my phone and I saw received calls and I called that back. And to come to find out the guy that answered the phone, he said, um, he's been hacked and that I got hacked through him. And he was telling me it's nothing to worry about. And cause I told him, I said, look, I don't even have a computer, but I mean, is this, should I be frightened? Who would I, who would I discuss this with? Oh boy. Um, <laughs> You didn't give anyone any information, right? You like you didn't give anyone any personal through this process. You didn't give anyone any personal information, any banking information, or anything like that. I presume, correct? The only one I gave some information to was oh. a Verizon person, you know, and and uh, and that was it. And I mean, the Verizon person who who definitely is from Verizon, right? You, you, oh, absolutely. Yes, okay, yes, okay, correct. Right, right. Okay, good. Well, I, I would assume then it's not anything to be worried about. Um, but let me ask you one more thing. Yeah. My wife, oh God bless her, has been gone for two years, but she did have a computer, and uh, and I don't know if she had an Amazon account. I don't even know what an Amazon account means. 
Yeah, well, if you don't if you don't have an Amazon account, then you're probably fine. Like I get uh, I get calls and emails about stuff I don't have, like uh, you know, uh, I, all, all kinds of stuff. You know, banks I've never had accounts with and whatnot, and they're just fishing for information. So you're probably fine, Ron. All right, thank you. Because I mean, I'm I'm even thinking of calling citizens and uh, you know discussing it with them. But uh, you know, this you know I. I I feel a lot better, and even after spoke to that other guy, that was the weirdest thing. He says, "Yeah, he's been hacked, and somehow they hacked me through him." That part is very weird. Uh, what I would do though is I would anything that you have a password on, I would update your passwords, which you should do periodically anyway. Well, I, I never had one before. I just oh, okay. I just created a pin. I don't know if a pin is a oh, password, okay. but, but I just created one. No, right, but you don't have uh, you don't actually have a computer, right? No, sir. You don't do any of that. Just okay. A, just the uh, the internet through the TV. Okay. I yeah. Then I wouldn't. Uh, I would not worry about it. It it sounds like. All right. Uh, thank you. I mean, I, I yeah. Forgive me for interrupting your show, but no, I was not thinking, at all. Maybe Matt knows something, and I could. I was just uh, terrified. You know. No, it's look. It, it's not an interruption, Ron. I you know. First of all, I, I love getting calls from you, but also. Uh, this is something that goes on constantly, so it's good to make people aware. You know, the scammers are out there. A very common one this time of year is, of course, I don't know if you ever get these calls, these IRS calls. Uh, you know, somebody claims to be from the IRS, and, yes, you, owe, I did get and you, one. you owe this money, and that's a scam. You know, the IRS does not call you. If, if they want to reach you, they send you a certified letter, but they don't call you. That's right. But that's a very, very common scam this time of year. People should just be aware of it. And the, And the thing is, you know, I asked you that question. Did you give out any personal information? Because that's that's what you want to make sure you don't do, whether it's uh, verbally or if you get a text message saying, you know, hey, click here to verify this or update this or whatever. You know, don't uh, don't do that <laughs> because that's uh, most likely a phishing scam. So it's a it's a really good thing to bring to light and to remind people of Ron. So I'm very glad that you called. All right. Thanks, pal. All right, brother. Thank you for the call. Bye-bye. All right. Take care. All right. That was our friend Ron. And, um, yeah, like I said, I'm glad he called because that's a, a good thing to be aware of. But th that is uh, strange, though. He the Somebody got hacked th through him or something, or he was hacked through somebody else. I don't I don't quite know. I, I, I don't understand that, that part. But, hmm. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, Paul E.C. in the chat says, hello, big fan. By the way, Paul E.C., of course, uh, <laughs> I was just reading Paul. Paul says, uh, I was hacked through you. I need $5,000 and your social security number. <laughs> By the way, Paul, of course, host of Retro Spectrum Radio with Paul E.C. Friday nights from 7.30 to 10 p.m. right here at WMNH 95.3 FM. And I have the honor and privilege of being one of Paul's co-hosts on that show, along with our friends Dan Randlett and DJ Steve. Uh, Dan and Steve weren't here last... Oh, no, I'm sorry. Steve was here last Friday. It was just Dan who wasn't here with the uh, the inclement weather. Uh, but uh, hopefully we're all here uh, tomorrow night. And the the gang will we'll be getting the band back together, I assume, unless I hear otherwise. It will be, uh, hopefully it'll be all four of us. Uh, let's see. Uh, Gonzo is in the Facebook live chat. He says, good afternoon. Afternoon. We love you, Maddie. Well, thank you, Gonzo. I love you too. Um, Wayne Noel joins us. 
from the great state of Michigan. Hello, Wayne. Um, you know, I was uh, talking about uh, Glenn R.J. Ouellette. He's going to be joining us in the second hour, of course, and we'll hear some of his vocal stylings. He has a golden throat. Eric Pilcher in the chat room says, Linda Loveless, or Lovelace, I think it's actually pronounced, has the greatest golden throat of all time. I don't know if we're talking about the same thing, Eric. Uh, let's see. Mel McMell joins us in the chat. Hello from uh, the great state of Vermont. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Tom Blanchard is also in the Facebook live chat. Um, Tom points out that uh, Robbio, which is what Peter calls Rob Dion, sometimes on the morning show, he calls Kyle Carl. But, is, uh, but that raises a question. Does Glenn also call Kyle Carl? That's kind of fun to say, Kyle Carl. I think uh, Kyle should change his last name to Carl, and he can be Kyle Carl. Or he could change his first name and just make it Kyle hyphen Carl. You know, next thing you know, he'll be uh, uh, driving uh, NASCAR. Uh, let's see. Just want to make sure we don't miss anybody in here. Pete Trouble Morse joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello. Nice to see you. Um, Rocky says, speaking of home runs, when do you think was the last time Easy G hit a home run on Valentine's Day? Ah, he's, he's probably too shy to uh, to speak about that. And Pauly C says, uh, General Sunbeam would be a great name for a band. I absolutely agree. <laughs> Uh, let's see. I thought I saw someone else pop in here too, and then we'll get on to some stuff. Yes, DJ Midas joins us in the chat. Midas, of course, host of Late Night Delight, which you can hear every Saturday night from 12 midnight all the way to 4 a.m. with a replay on Sunday night if you miss it. So, uh, great show. Eric Street, also in the Facebook live chat. Eric says, I love the, uh, oh, he says, I thought love slash life advice was on Fridays on the morning show, LOL, referring to Ron's call. Yes, yes. Well, that that too. But uh, this this was urgent. This was uh, somewhat urgent. Mel McMell says he should tell us his social security number. I can check it out and make sure uh, he is all good. Hey, by the way, do you guys remember the time Easy G was with us live on the show and I tried to trick him into sharing his social security number? Uh, it didn't, didn't quite work, but I tried. I tried. Uh, let's see. Well, let's, uh, oh, and Shannon McGuire joins us in the Facebook live chat. Hello, Shannon. Um, let's see. So I want to, uh, <laughs> you can probably, I bet by my chuckle, some of you can tell what little news item, what little uh, nugget of a news item I am uh, quite anxious to discuss first, but before we get into that, let me just give the number one more time, 603-250-6007. If you'd like to join us live on the program, or program, as some people say, 603-250-6007, our studio line here at WMNH. But uh, there was a very interesting story in the news today. Uh, if you haven't, uh, if you're not aware of what is being reported, apparently it's an item in Maggie Haberman's new book that the I've, I've been waiting for this all day. <laughs> you know, some people 
voted for Joe Biden because they felt the Trump presidency was going into the toilet. <laughs> I've waited all day to say that or something like it. Um, yes. Insider.com. I mean, this story is being repeat, uh, reported many places, but Insider.com, one of my favorite sites, Trump denies flushing records down the toilet and says he was told he was under no obligation to turn over documents despite the law requiring it. So this has been an ongoing story with an exciting but somewhat uh, gastrointestinal new twist, if I may use that term. I'm not a medical professional, so I don't know if I should be. But uh, <laughs> So the ongoing story up to the twist was that uh, former President Trump took, I think, 15 boxes or cartons of documents with him to Mar-a-Lago, including, by the way, the uh, the letter that uh, President Obama had left for him. You know, it's a tradition. Uh, one president, as they leave office, they leave a letter for the incoming president, usually something nice like, hey, good luck and have fun or whatever they say. But... Um, we still don't know, by the way, what was in the, uh, Tom Blanchard says, is it the golden toilet? No, the, the golden toilet is probably at Mar-a-Lago. I think the White House has a standard uh, porcelain toilet, but I'm not sure about that, Tom. But, uh, but President Trump, uh, you know, he took, uh, he took these documents, including the letter from uh, President Obama and, of course, the love letters that he exchanged with Kim Jong-un. You know, they fell in love. They fell in love, which was uh, a remarkable accomplishment. And obviously that led to the uh, complete dismantling of North Korea's uh, nuclear weapons. <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. It really didn't lead to anything. Uh, but um, <laughs> that we know of. But uh, no, it, it didn't lead to, to anything. Uh, but uh, but I'm, I'm glad, you know, I'm glad they get along and, and they're in love or were in love. Uh, but. <laughs> I can't say that on the air, Rocky, but that's a great comment. Um, <laughs> Midas points out, while President Trump did every single thing that he accused uh, Hillary of back in 2016, irony. Yeah, well, that's often how politics works, unfortunately. You know, Trump uh, made a big deal about the uh, server. Oh, Hillary has this uh, server and the, the emails and blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, uh, Trump is... Uh, taking all these documents with him to Mar-a-Lago, which is illegal. Uh, Trump also, and this was, I think, had become common knowledge in political media that Trump also had a habit of, because this we knew early in the Trump presidency, he liked to rip up documents. And there was someone, uh, or it may have been a team of people in the White House who were tasked with taping these documents back together after Trump had torn them up. Reason being, you have to legally you it, it it is illegal to uh, destroy documents in the White House. It just is. Uh, they have to be archived. That is the law. And uh, anyway, so this has been an ongoing story as we learn more about President Trump ripping up documents and taking cartons of documents with him to Mar-a-Lago. Maybe he's a hoarder and he just likes to have a lot of paperwork. I don't know. But... The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning. 
and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Whether you need to restock the fridge or just have a sudden, intense craving for cheese puffs, Kroger Delivery will get you just what you need in as little as 30 minutes. From groceries to household items, Kroger delivers right to your door. So don't let one major craving have you reaching for your car keys. Open the Kroger app and start your cart, whatever the cart. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Delivery time's not guaranteed. Restrictions may apply. See site for details. The, uh, the twist was that, apparently it's in Maggie Haberman's new book, um, and I assume she had more than one source on this, uh, apparently uh, the former president would clog the pipes in the White House commode by uh, flushing documents down the toilet. Now, I don't know if he ripped these uh, papers up first into tiny little pieces and dropped them in the toilet and flushed them because I would think that that would work, right, without clogging anything. But it sounds like what he might have done is just, you know, you take a document. Oh, I don't like, I don't feel like ripping it. I'll just uh, flush it and just, you know, ball it up and and flush it, which of course was clogging the pipes. Uh, <laughs> by the way, if you are not aware of any of this, if you're hearing about this for the first time, let me just assure you, this is not part of some silly comedy bit. This is an actual news item from today. So, again, this is from Insider.com. The bullet points, Trump denied Maggie Haberman's report that he would clog toilets by trying to flush documents. He said that he was, quote, told I was under no obligation, unquote, to turn over records despite legal requirements. By the way, if somebody actually told him that, then he got some very bad advice. Um, there are at least four ways in which Trump is accused of trying to destroy documents. All right, so let's get to the heart of the story. Uh, former President Donald Trump today denied a claim that he flushed documents down a White House toilet and said he was told that he was under no obligation to turn over his administration's records, which flies in the face of presidential records law. Um, Trump said in a statement released by his Save America PAC after Axios reported on excerpts of the New York Times reporter Maggie Haberman's upcoming book, Confidence Man, quote, Also, another fake story that I flushed papers and documents down a White House toilet is categorically untrue and simply made up by a reporter in order to get publicity for a mostly fictitious book, unquote. Jennifer Jacobs, a Bloomberg White House reporter, said Haberman's reporting about the documents and toilets was 100% accurate and that sources at the time confirmed staff found torn up pieces of paper in toilets and thought that Trump was behind it. By the way, can I just say, what if it's 100% true but Trump wasn't actually behind it? What if someone framed him? What if someone set him up? Someone in the White House had the, the forethought to think, like that General Kelly, we know he never liked Trump. He was White House Chief of Staff at one point. 
Maybe he said, oh, I know how I'll get him. I'm going to flush some of his documents down the toilet. And when the plumbers come, they'll assume it was the president himself. I mean, that would be interesting. Talk about some political intrigue. I think I might write a book. You know, it'll be fiction, but I might write a book where that's the premise. And that'll be my foray into uh, literature. I've always wanted to be an author. Uh, Let's see. What would we call it? But what do we call this uh, scandal, by the way? A toilet gate? I don't know. We should ask EZG to suggest a name. He's used to scandals. Um, I mean, EZG, you know, remember when he ha- he received that tablet from uh, Brian Mackey and he couldn't figure out how to turn it on? I don't know if this is true or how to get it running and he tried to donate it. I don't know if this is true, but I heard a story that at one point he tried to flush the tablet down the toilet. For newer listeners, this is all going to sound very inside, I know. But for people who've been around a while, trust me, the just the mental image of that alone, I assure you, is quite hilarious. Um, Trump has faced days of questions and reports over his apparent flouting of the Presidential Records Act which requires every White House to preserve memos, documents, and other memorabilia considered the property of the American people. Trump said in a statement, quote, In actuality, I have been told I was under no obligation to give this material based on various legal rulings that have been made over the years, unquote. I'd I'd like to know who told him that. The voice in his head, who told him that? Did Don Jr. tell him that? Yeah, you know, Dad, I don't think you need to save that stuff. I just flush it down the toilet. The National Archives and Records Administration, which collects, sorts through, and later releases presidential records, has asked the Justice Department to investigate whether Trump broke the law when he took documents to Mar-a-Lago, the Washington Post reported. In another sign of the seriousness of the situation, the Times reported that officials found what could be classified information in the documents Trump handed over belatedly. By the way... How do we even know Trump handed everything over? For all we know, there could be documents right now clogging the toilets at Mar-a-Lago. We don't know that he handed everything over. How would we know? Uh, There are at least four ways in which Trump is accused of trying to destroy documents while in the White House. He ripped them up, as reported in 2018. He ate them. (laughs) Amorosa, a former White House advisor, writes in her 2018 memoir. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I don't know. And I don't know how much uh, credibility we assign to Amorosa. uh, But um, (laughs) I have to tell you. The mental image that that produces in my mind of Trump uh, eating a a delicious uh, White House memo is just, uh, I mean, papers are a source of fiber, are they not? I mean, maybe that would be, maybe that would be okay. I don't know. You know, maybe he's a little hungry and, uh, you know, he's, he's, he already had his, uh, his Whopper for lunch and it's, uh, you know, he's got to hold off on the Big Mac uh, till dinner. So he's going to eat a. Eat a couple of White House documents to tide him over. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, The third uh, way that he is accused of destroying documents, he dropped them on the floor 
the National Archives said. Drop them on the floor. Well, that's... Uh, and the fourth, uh, the fourth one is he flushed them down the toilet, according to Haberman's book. I don't understand this. He dropped them on the floor. How does that destroy anything? Uh, according to Axios, Haberman's book says White House staffers sometimes found toilets clogged with printed paper. She adds that they thought Trump was the culprit. Could have been John Kelly, I'm telling you. Or who else? Or it could have been Omarosa. I mean, she's a reality TV star. Do you trust her? Could have been Bill Barr. You know, I mean, he resigned before the administration was over. I mean, right before it was over. But, you know, he was, I mean, he actually told, I mean, you know, he's a Trump loyalist. But he he said, you know, this whole election fraud thing is nonsense. Maybe on his way out the door, he's like, you know, no, wait, actually, no, because they claim that they started finding these before before the election. So uh, historians and experts have pointed out that the Presidential Records Act is relatively toothless in punishing those who fail to comply with it. But the Daily Beast reported one federal law dealing with the mutilation or destruction of documents carried the possibility of Trump being barred from ever holding office again. Hmm. So there you go. <laughs> Let's see. Um, I don't know what else to say about that, so we'll move on. But uh, I will just, uh, I do want to look at these Facebook chat comments <laughs> before we do that. Um, Rocky Uber says, are we sure he didn't clog the toilet up because of his McDonald's eating habit? Um, that's, uh, that's kind of a gross thing to think about, but not necessarily, uh, an invalid question. I, you know, we should consider that, or maybe he just, that's where he tossed the, uh, the wrappers for the, uh, McDonald's, um, get the shredder out is a better solution says EZG. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've worked in some, uh, in some offices over the years and I can tell you that. Most places I've worked, that was the policy. You know, you uh, if you were done with a document that you didn't need anymore, uh, you were supposed to put it in the paper shredder. You were not supposed to uh, flush it down the toilet or put it in a garbage disposal or, or anything like that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> um, there's a lot of comments in, in, in the uh, Facebook live chat about this very uh, subject. Um so I don't want to miss any of these. Um, I'll go ahead and read Rocky's comment. I'll just, I'll clean it up. Uh, he said, don't forget to mention the D pics that the uh, North Korean president sent him, LOL. Yes. Perhaps they exchanged uh, pictures. <clears throat> Perhaps that's why someone was trying to hack Ron's phone. Maybe Ron has some pictures. Maybe Ron has some pictures of Kim Jong-un, if you know what I mean. Midas says they were classy picks, more like Richard picks. <laughs> and he uses his own cell phone rather than a government phone. <laughs> Mel McNell says $20 says they touched their, oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> I don't think I can read that on the air. But having said that, Mel, you are one of my all-time favorite commenters because the mental image of that is both horrifying and hilarious. Um, 
Let's see. And Mel says, I've heard guys tend to giggle when they do this. I wouldn't know, Mel, but I think you're right. Um, <laughs> Midas says, Trump is a stupid criminal, hence why we have caught him with his pants down over and over. I in, Literally in this case, yes. Uh, he isn't a smooth establishment criminal like we are accustomed to. <laughs> there you go. Easy G says he's not too smart, but he was president, believe it or not. Midas says, I believe it. Mel says, uh, yeah, no, Mel, I can't do that, but that's funny. <laughs> that's, that is definitely for Matt Connerton unsheathed, which is not carried on WMNH. Uh, Easy G says, Matt, do you still have your secret documents? Uh, no, my, uh, oh yes. I I'd almost forgotten about that. Uh, I had forgotten about that. Uh, Stephen Comley senior, a former candidate for governor, I think was it governor. Oh no, he ran for president. Uh, he, uh, he once handed me actually on more than one occasion, he handed me an envelope of secret documents, which for the longest time I, uh, I slept with them under my pillow, uh, to keep them safe because they are secret documents. But, uh, no, they. Uh, I, I can't tell you uh, what I ended up doing with them. Midas says, big news today that there are no phone records of Trump making or receiving calls during the riots. There have been many established calls we know he made. He is withholding evidence. Hmm. Um, Tom Blanchard says, how about a nice cozy fire? You guessed it, Tom. That's what I did with the secret documents that Stephen Comley Sr. gave me. I threw them into a fire. Um, we don't even have a fireplace uh, in our home, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I I figured something out. Mel McMahon says, none of this info matters. Either you know he is unfit for office already, or you say the evidence is fabricated. Eric Street says, maybe those pictures belong to Mr. Krabs. <laughs> oh, that would make sense. Poor Mr. Krabs. Uh, Rocky Huber wants to uh, buy those documents. The secret documents from Stephen Conley Sr.? No, they've already been destroyed, Rocky. I'm sorry. Or have they? <laughs> Tom Blanchard says, I don't think you can run this country from prison. <laughs> and Mike Pelopita asks, and how does Santa deliver your gifts? Oh, because we don't have a fireplace. Well, we do have a chimney. It just uh, there's no fireplace at the bottom of it. It's just this uh, empty space. All right, there you go. So that's uh, that's the exciting development today uh, regarding that story. So um, I hope that you know before we move on uh, to the next item, the next news item, if you will. I just would say. You know, because I know we have a young audience. I know that uh, all the kids, all the cool kids listen to this show. Uh, I attract a young, youthful audience uh, because, you know, I'm such a hep cat. And, um, you know, I use all the all the, the cool lingo like, uh, like, you know, get at me, dog, and things like that. So, um, so I would just say to the young folks, uh, allow this to be a lesson to you. Uh, don't flush uh, documents or any paper products other than toilet paper uh, down the toilet. In fact, I've been in places 
where there's actually a sign over the toilet in the bathroom that says, you know, toilet paper only. Don't flush anything else down this toilet. Unfortunately, as we now know, apparently no such signs in the bathrooms in the White House. Now, perhaps President Biden will address that. I hope that he does. So there you go. Uh, 603-250-6007 is the number. 603-250-6007. You can also text me at 617-917-4476. Tweet me at Matt Connerton or send an email to Matt at MattConnerton.com. Uh, Rocky Uber says, uh, don't flush uh, condoms or tampons either. Uh, guys, bad for your septic, septic tank. I have, uh, yes, I have heard that. Very, very bad. Don't do that. Um, let's see a couple different directions. We, well, first, before we go on to the next thing, let me just remind all of you, if you're just joining us that coming up in the second hour of the program, we will be featuring the vocal stylings of the people's mayor, Glenn RJ Willette. He's got another, uh, song to share with us. And I don't know about you, but I am absolutely quivering with anticipation and or excitement. Um, we should talk about this. Um, Jenny had made reference to it. I think she had made reference to it on the show, but we didn't have time to get into it uh, on Monday. Uh, we had a private conversation about it, but I think it came up on the show as well. Um, this new uh, bill that probably isn't going anywhere, but it's in the, um, you know, this is in the New Hampshire House. And, you know, we have online listeners, of course, from all over the country or even in other parts of the world. But I would say that no matter where you are in the United States, um, there are laws uh, regarding abortion that you should probably be aware of that are either um, that either have a chance of passing or some of them are out there enough that they don't. But, uh, you know, let's not forget what happened in Texas, that law, which, uh, you know, allows you to sue anyone you think is involved in an abortion without standing, by the way. You don't need to have anything to do with the case or anybody in the case, but you can sue somebody, you know, even some, even if they just gave them a ride to the clinic uh, and get a uh, collect a $10,000 bounty in court for, uh, for, uh, you know, turning, I mean, there's even a, there's a, there's a hotline, a tip line or something and, and the whole deal in Texas. And so, you know, we see these kinds of laws and popping up in other states, and there's a new law that they're trying to put through in New Hampshire, and this is from Jezebel.com. Now, I, b- before I go any further with this, I went to this website because this had the most in-depth story I could find on this particular bill here in New Hampshire, um, but it's H, uh, HB... House Bill 1181 in New Hampshire. Um, Jezebel.com, though, I should tell you. So this is uh, essentially, um, you know, this is not a um, an objective news source per se. Uh, I have not had a chance to pre-read this article, in fact. But, you know, Jezebel is a, it's, it's kind of a, a feminist website uh, with uh, opinion pieces on it. I mean, it's a good site, but... This is the most in-depth story I could find. This is not being reported. This uh, particular bill is not being reported much uh, nationally. So I only found a couple of blurbs about it. This is the most most in-depth 
site, the most in-depth story, rather, that I could find online about it. So that's why I'm using this site, Jezebel.com. But I just want to be, you know, full disclosure. This is, uh, this is not an objective news source. This is a source that does have an opinion and a point of view uh, that I'm getting this from. But it does explain it. By the way, Tom Blanchard says, believe it or not, dental floss is the cause of a lot of problems in plumbing. I, I wouldn't have thought of that, Tom, but that makes sense. So what this bill is, a proposed New Hampshire law that would allow men to sue women to block an abortion. Now, before we get into the article, I, I can tell you that I've had conversations over the years with people who are pro-life. And, and by the way, you know, for anyone who isn't clear, I am pro-choice, although ambivalently so, because I, I think that there are, there are things that the pro-choice, I think that there are things that both the pro-choice and the pro-life side of the issue get wrong. And I think there actually is, believe it or not, some common ground uh, that both sides could agree on in terms of limiting the demand for abortion uh, by making sure that everyone has access and easy and equal and, you know, access to birth control and so forth. And I, I think there's a lot that we could do. And by the way, the rate of abortion in this country has been uh, on a steady decline over the years. Um, but I, I think there are, there are opportunities where both sides could limit the demand for abortion um, without uh, removing access. Um, I've done, I, you know, I won't get into the whole thing. I've, I've done shows before where I've taken, you know, where I've spent an entire 45 minutes to an hour explaining my, my feelings on the issue. Um, but, but I am essentially pro-choice, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, you know, it's not my, it's not my business. It's between you and your doctor. Um, but I've had conversations with people who are pro-life over the years where someone will say to me something like, you know, it's not fair that the man doesn't have a say. And, you know, if you have a situation where, say, for example, a woman wants to get an abortion, but the uh, biological father says, well, I don't want you to get an abortion you know, I, I, I don't believe in abortion or, you know, I want to be a, a father or whatever it is. And there are, there are pro-life men I've talked to who say that's not fair. Um, to which I say, this has always been my feeling about it. And I want to say, speak about this very, very carefully. I don't, I don't want anything to, I say to, to be taken the wrong way or misconstrued. I mean, some people will do that inevitably because this is such a difficult subject. But, you know, my response when I hear someone say that has always been, well, um, I, I, maybe it's not fair, but what's the alternative? It, it, maybe it's not fair that you don't get a say, but I also don't think it's fair that you should have the option to force the uh, woman that you impregnated to have the baby. That's not fair either, in my estimation. So what do you want to do? You know, some things just aren't fair. You're going to have to suck it up on this one, dude. <laughs> I understand. It took two of you to do this. So you think you should have an equal say. 
But there's no, let me put it this way, there's no practical way to give you an equal say. There's no practical, pragmatic way to accomplish that. It's not something you can compromise on. Either she continues the pregnancy or she terminates it. It's it, This is a binary choice. It's A or B. There, the, the, so, no, sorry, you don't have a say. I understand it's frustrating. And if you're someone who's pro-life and you truly believe that terminating that pregnancy is murder and that that's your baby, I get it. I mean, I've not been in that position, but I... And I am, as I say, effectively pro-choice. But I, I understand if you genuinely feel that way, it has to be agonizing for you. The idea that the woman who you've impregnated is going to go and do that. I can understand if you feel the way that you feel and if you believe the way that you believe. I get it. It's got to be hell to even contemplate what is about to happen. But the only say that you get is, you know, you, you're free to tell your partner, Hey, I wish you wouldn't do this. Please don't do this. But beyond that, what can you do about it? Well, apparently someone has come up with a solution to that quandary and it is a horrific one. (laughs) Uh, By the way, Mel McMell in the chat room says, um, okay, it sucks that women can make this decision without input from men, but FFS, really, a law allowing them to be sued, uh, their health and lives are not at risk to spawn. Right. Agreed. And Midas says, I am pro-choice, but I understand the debate. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm there, too. But here's, uh, here's the article. The six-week abortion ban currently in effect in Texas um, has a crafty enforcement mechanism. It notoriously allows private citizens to sue abortion providers or people who help a pregnant person get an abortion after six weeks. Uh, but it does not let them sue the person seeking an abortion. A bill proposed in New Hampshire now would let someone sue a pregnant person to try to block their abortion at any stage of pregnancy, even if he merely claims to be the father. I want to read that last part again. This bill would let someone sue a pregnant person to try to block their abortion at any stage of pregnancy even if he merely claims to be the father. Let that sink in. And by the way, before we go on, let me just remind you, this is why I say, no matter what state you're in, the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. 
Studies show that people who can count to five without saying one or three can also enjoy the new two four five breakfast deal at Hardee's with made-from-scratch biscuits. Bite into this deal only at Hardee's. Feed your happy. Tax not included. Available for a limited time at participating Hardee's restaurants. Price and participation may vary. You got to pay attention to these laws that are being passed in each state because what happens is these laws become model legislation. And not just on abortion, on any issue. Laws become model legislation, meaning that other states, people in other states who are active on that issue will try to make similar laws or try to make laws that are somehow based on the same legal theories and ideas of the law that was passed in another state. In this case, you know, so people in New Hampshire, obviously people all over the country have paid attention to what's gone on in Texas. And clearly in this case, they've said, oh, look what Texas has done. And they seem to have gotten away with it. You can actually sue someone as a private citizen over abortion. Maybe we can do something like that. Maybe it won't be exactly like what they did in Texas, but we'll come up with our own idea here. Um, It says here it's a horrific bill that would not only violate people's bodily autonomy, but could also enable domestic abusers and, uh, and lead to the criminalization of pregnancy loss. Yeah, this is a disaster. I mean, I'm sorry, even if you're pro-life, this is a disaster in multiple ways. House Bill 1181, or 1181, I think is how they, they say it in the parlance of uh, the House, is a so-called paternity rights bill that would allow biological fathers, quote-unquote, to go to court and request an injunction that would prohibit their partner from getting an abortion. A judge has to hold a hearing within 14 days of the petition, and if the judge agrees that the pregnant person is likely to seek an abortion, they'd be blocked from doing so. Fathers who are successful in blocking an abortion would need to cover all prenatal medical expenses not covered by insurance and pay $250 a month for, quote, adequate nutrition, though notably that support ends once the person gives birth. Of course, of course it does. If the pregnant person doesn't show up at the hearing, the judge would grant an automatic injunction blocking the abortion. No exceptions. If they get an abortion anyway, the court could hold them in civil or criminal contempt without listing specific penalties. There's an exception for pregnancies that pose an immediate, I'm sorry, an imminent threat to the life of the pregnant person. Oh, how generous. Uh, But that has to go through the judge... which could cause dangerous delays in care. This is unreal. This is Twilight Zone stuff. You can be as pro-life as you want to be. This kind of thing is madness. Uh, Lee Cohen, uh, Outreach and Community Director at Reproductive Freedom Fund of New Hampshire, the state's only abortion fund, says, quote, abortion is a time-sensitive issue. If care is delayed by two weeks while a court uh, waits to determine if there's enough evidence to block an abortion, then a patient might miss their window, unquote. 
Cohen told Jezebel that court-imposed delays could force people to travel out of state as only one of the state's four clinics provides abortion after 15 weeks. Quote, when we find patients who are receiving care after 15 weeks, they are almost always traveling out of state, unquote. Josie Pinto, the executive director of RFFNH, noted that aside from any travel costs, abortion care itself is more expensive as a pregnancy progresses. Uh, quote, how many more barriers are we going to add for an already difficult process? Unquote. The bill would not require, this, this part is very important. The bill would not require DNA confirmation of paternity. But if the two people are married, the court automatically assumes that the man suing is the father. Notice how this just gets worse and worse and worse. Only if the pregnant person denies paternity will the man be forced to provide a DNA sample for paternity testing, which he has to pay for, and submit the results to the court within a 15-day window. Since paternity isn't required at the outset, cisgender men could just sue pregnant people and try to delay their abortions until they're too expensive or too difficult to get or beyond the state's relatively new legal limit of 24 weeks, Cohen said. If men file trolling lawsuits in cases where they aren't the father, they could delay pregnant people's care for a month rather than two weeks. In this way, the bill functions a bit like the Texas any random idiot can sue law. Uh, by the way, uh, Glenn R.J. Willett, the people's mayor, is here. Hello, Glenn. Hello. Feel, feel free to chime in on anything. We're going to... Yeah, you are so correct. This is just like the Texas law. Yes. Is this what this, this country is going to become now, that people can sue people for things that have nothing to do with them? No, no relations? Uh, apparently, that is the track that we're on, yes. How sad. Yes. More like a dictatorship. Where's the freedom? Where's our freedom? That's right. Uh, Frank Knack, policy director for the ACLU of New Hampshire, said the bill is out of step with the values of New Hampshire, a state with the motto, live free or die, going to, to your uh, right. uh, concern there, Glenn, mm -hmm. uh, which is emblazoned on license plates. Quote, it gives the abortion patient's current or former partner or anyone who claims paternity power to make a veto over the pregnant person's decision. This is plain and simply deeply disturbing, unquote. The bill acknowledges the existence of abuse by permitting the pregnant person to see the physician of their choice and attend medical appointments without the father and by graciously allowing them to get a restraining order against the man if necessary. Uh, a little sarcasm there with the graciously part, obviously. There's an exemption for pregnancies resulting from rape. Oh, again, how generous. Uh, but only... That was an afterthought. Of course. But only if the pregnant person claimed rape before a legal petition was filed. Really? This literally gets worse with every sentence. Uh, the end result is to force the pregnant person to co-parent with an abuser. By the way, just, Crazy. just a, an ideological uh, observation that uh, uh, some people might not think is fair, but it does seem to me that the kind of uh, people who would support this bill probably aren't too concerned about forcing someone to co-parent with an abuser. Uh, that's just not... Because not... they don't have to live with that person. Yeah, exactly. The sad thing is there'll be a lot more suicidal 
a lot oh, more yeah. domestic violence. What are we doing? We're making our, our we're making our country worse, not better. Yeah, yeah. This is a nightmare. Uh, one of the most sinister provisions, though. Oh, good. We haven't even gotten to the worst part, apparently. Hmm. One of the most sinister provisions, though, says the pregnant person must go to, quote, all appropriate medical appointments and follow the advice of their doctor to ensure a safe and healthy pregnancy, unquote. This implies that people could be scrutinized for pregnancy loss during the petition process or later on if they're forced to continue their pregnancy. Quote, that's just another way to put shackles on patients and surveil them, unquote, Cohen said, citing the recent example of Brittany Pula, the indigenous Oklahoma woman who was sentenced to four years in prison after a miscarriage. I didn't even know about this. I didn't either. Wow. I'm going to have to look look into that. Uh, quote, it's really about enabling and emboldening men in New Hampshire to surveil pregnant people, unquote. Again, the bill doesn't specify what penalties there would be, if any, if a pregnant person doesn't attend every single prenatal appointment or has an abortion after a judge instructs them not to, or what happens in the case of miscarriage or stillbirth. Uh, Knack called the lack of clarity extremely concerning. Cohen said the paternity rights bill is just one example of state politicians trying to perpetuate patriarchy and violence. Republicans have defunded access to low-cost birth control, killed a ban that would have uh, banned child marriage, and are fighting for fewer gun laws. Um, well, I'd like to leave the gun thing out of it, but it's mentioned in the article. Uh, quote, we're also seeing a very startling pattern of legislation and political maneuvering by the Republican Party in New Hampshire to really in- reinforce a lot of mechanisms that enable domestic abuse, unquote. HB 1181 is currently awaiting a hearing in the Judiciary Committee, and it isn't something to brush off as a mere messaging bill. By the way, that's a good point to anyone who would say, who will shrug this off and say, well, you know, this this is too crazy. This isn't going to pass. Again, one word for you, Texas. That's right. It passed in Texas. Yes. Well, something, not this exactly, but something similar. Something similar. Uh, every piece of proposed legislation in New Hampshire, no matter how insane, gets a hearing and a vote in the State House and Senate. Uh, Tennessee lawmakers, for example, introduced a similar bill in 2021, but it never advanced out of committee. Well, that's good. Uh, plus, state lawmakers earn $100 per year, which limits who runs for those seats. Both chambers are controlled by Republicans, even though all four members of the federal delegation, uh, two U.S. House representatives and two senators, are Democrats. Last year, so Chris, enter Chris Sununu, and we've talked about this very thing on the show. Last year, Republican Governor Chris Sununu, a man who calls himself pro-choice, signed the state's first-ever abortion ban, which prohibits abortions after 24 weeks of pregnancy with no exceptions for non-viable fetuses or pregnancies resulting from rape or incest. Uh, that was part of that budget bill. Sununu also signed a mandatory ultrasound law. State lawmakers have introduced bills uh, this session to add the exceptions to the 24-week ban and repeal it altogether. But lawmakers are also pursuing a traditional six-week ban, uh, as well as a bill that would allow health providers to refuse to provide abortion, sterilization, or birth control. Nack said, quote, We're very much in a real-world situation that other states are in right now where these bills are moving and they're passing, unquote. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. There's more to the quote. Everyone needs to be concerned and speaking out about this, unquote. Uh, Things are trending in the wrong direction in the Granite State, Pinto of RFFNH said, quote, I really want people to know that New Hampshire is an outlier here in the Northeast. I don't love how much we're lumped in with the Northeast 
um, because I think that in a lot of ways we're just a few years behind what we're seeing down south, unquote. Um, Knack, who worked on abortion access in the South for more than a decade, agrees, quote, when I was first working down there, we were at a point where we were having 20-week bans, having trap laws, or having mandatory ultrasounds. Now fast forward to New Hampshire. We have a 24-week ban. We have mandatory ultrasound. We have parental consent. We've limited public funding for abortion services. This is part of a larger political project that's alive and well in New Hampshire to move toward the denial of basic abortion services, unquote. Yep. Uh, hello in the Facebook live chat to Jordan World Changing Empresario. Uh, hello, Jordan. That's a new name in there. Uh, let's see. I just want to look at these... Uh, some great uh, Facebook chat comments, and then we'll go to break, and then we'll we'll come back, and we'll hear Glenn's uh, new uh, newest recording or one one of them. It's not new, but well, not not new, but newish. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, Mel McMell says, "What the blank is happening in New Hampshire? A guy can just claim to be the father. You guys already make up crap about just having sex with the ladies already." <laughs> Well, I don't. I've never needed to, but um, let's see. Uh, what, what, and, and, and you've never needed to make things no. up either, Glenn. What, what, what it really is is that you have these elected officials who want to regulate morality, yet they can't regulate their own morality. Uh, and I'm going to do, I'm going to be very specific because, you know, it gets angry after a while. Mm -hmm. Trump. It's okay for him to screw around with all these women. But my biggest problem here, Matt, is that I'm not in favor of abortion. But what are we doing? If we get away, if we get rid of abortion, are we doing anything to make sure that when that child is born and not wanted, that that child will have a chance to live? Is our government going to support them? Look at child care as we know now. We have a, a girl, seven years old, she's been missing for two years. And both Massachusetts and New Hampshire missed the boat. Yes. It was their responsibility under child care to make sure she was safe. And they let a judge in Lowell Mass let the father who abused the kid have, have the uh, rights to that child. Yeah. How disgusting is that? It is. Absolutely. That's what they should be going against. You're referring, of course, to Harmony Montgomery. Yes. Absolutely. That is really troubling. Uh, Mel points out, uh, this is one step away, this uh, HB 1181, one step away from making it legal to rape your wife or sexual partner. New Hampshire is going backward in time. We certainly are. I agree. Uh, she says, one step away from requiring her to have witnesses to the rape, like some Middle Eastern countries. Um, all this law does is make clear women's lives don't matter. Yeah, I, I agree, Mel. It is very... Um, well, let me say they do matter. Very, very anti. It's, and it's, it's up to the voters. It's very anti-woman. Get rid of these people that can't even take care of their own problems, let alone trying to run our lives. Uh, Julie Sims, uh, a new name in the Facebook live chat, I believe, says ban abortion altogether. Uh, well, I disagree, Julie. I'm pro-choice. Not because I like abortion. Actually, I do not like abortion. Neither do I. I think in... Uh, I, I think uh, it's generally a bad option, and I it think it, I think we can. Uh, I think we can make abortion. If I may uh, use this phrase, I think we can uh, keep abortion safe, legal, and rare, or make it safe, legal, and rare. 
Uh, I think there's an opportunity to do that in this country. We've got, um, you know, I, I've said on the show, I think, you know, pro-lifers need to stop demonizing birth control, you know, because a lot of pro-lifers act like, you know, if, if you even use the pill for contraception, that's equivalent to having an abortion every day when you take the pill. I mean, it's it's baffling. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, and, and pro-choicers, I wish, would kind of— um, you know, maybe give a little ground and say, not give ground, but because you don't, you really don't want to see it any ground. It's very dangerous to do so. But uh, I, I wish pro-choicers would, would say, uh, hey, you know, let's, um, let's, let's make abortion rare. The, the problem with the pro-choice movement, Glenn, I think, and I'm, I'm curious if, if you'll agree with me on this, is that, um, and I say this as someone who's pro-choice, so I say this with love and, and empathy for my fellow pro-choicers, but what what our side has gotten wrong on this i think a little bit is that we sometimes project an attitude that you know that we love abortion and we want everyone to have an abortion and we just want abortions for everybody and no we think so. we want people to have access to abortion but but we also see pro choicers are terrified of using the term rare when tulsi gabbard used that phrase which originally was spoken by bill clinton mm -hmm. during the 92 presidential campaign tulsi gabbard repeated it during the 2020 primaries, she said safe, legal, and rare. Pro-choice activists in this country lost their minds over her using the word rare. They said that, oh, rare, so now you're stigmatizing anyone having an abortion. And I disagree. It's not stigmatizing anyone to have an abortion. It's, it's saying we can make abortion rare. If you, if you, uh, you know, keep a birth control, uh, easily accessible to everyone and you teach people that you know look if you have no safe way to do this maybe you know you shouldn't figure out some other way to well i i can't say too much because uh this is not matt connerton unsheathed but you know right. but 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 teaching people to make smart choices to avoid unwanted pregnancy that would require a bit of a cultural shift maybe in some ways because for some reason in this country i i don't think we teach people that but um, but I think that we can continue. I say continue because the rate of abortion in this country and the rate of unwanted pregnancy and the rate of teen pregnancy, which also is part of unwanted pregnancy, of course, has been on a steady decline year after year, decade after decade because in this country. Because of better education? Because yes. of, uh, uh, of, of condoms and stuff like that? Yes. Educate the people. And, 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 but they're also against that. You know what bothers me is that they want to regulate certain things, but they don't want to regulate people coming into our schools and shooting up the schools. Yeah. It's happening too often all over the country. They're not asking to take away your gun. I'm not in favor of that. I believe in the Second Amendment. Yes. We're talking about safety. Right now, the 40% of the guns that are not registered are the ones that are being bought off the black market. And who's taking those? Not the American citizen that's law-abiding. It's the criminals. Yeah. So that's what they should regulate. Uh, Make Mel, life better. Mel says in the chat, I agree abortion should be rare, but sex education and free and accessible birth control is needed to make this a reality. Social services to address domestic abuse is needed too. I agree 100%, Mel. Absolutely. We can get there. We, we can, can get there in this country. We can keep abortion legal and accessible and make it rare. It is possible. Um, the, the one little bit of common ground that, that 
this this is where this is where the common ground needs to be, and it will never happen because neither side wants to give an inch. And I kind of understand it's it's dangerous to give an inch. Give an inch, they take a mile. But everybody, pro-lifers and pro-choicers, we all need to agree on that one word: rare. Pro-choicers need to stop getting worked up that if you say rare, you're stigmatizing anyone having an abortion. And pro-lifers need to say, okay, you know, what we're doing isn't working. There's still abortions, so we'll compromise. Rare. Everybody agree on rare. If everybody agrees on rare, and then we can work outward from there, we can make abortion rare. Keep it legal, but make it rare. It can be done. Never going to happen. (laughs) Some of these same people that voted for this law are the same people who would not vote to open up a teenage homeless shelter because they have no rights. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really sad. We're not solving our problems. We're creating more problems. When you go backwards, you don't solve problems. We should have learned from our past. We don't learn. Yeah. Uh, Jenny says abortion becomes rare as we follow science and not BS. Less pregnancies is the answer. Exactly. Plus, uh, if, 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 if her mother is in danger of her life and let's say she's got six more kids at the house, uh, what are they? What are these people saying that uh, her life is not worth anything either and the kids don't need to have a mother? There's too much here when they say no matter what, you know, it's just it's just it's it's, it's not reality. It's a fantasy. And it's um, too bad because a lot of these kids will be born, which is, that part is good. The bad part is there'll be nobody there to take care of them, and the government will not come forward because they don't feel responsible. But uh, we are, as a society, responsible for our children. Yes, yes. Uh, Mel says, we allow for companies to opt out of birth control insurance coverage. We are so far away from rare being a reality. Yep, that, that right. I, I agree, Mel. That is a problem. I agree, too. Absolutely a problem. Julie Sims is digging in. She says, no compromise on abortions with uh, pro-lifers. Sorry, dude. Is she going to take well, care of those kids that if the mother dies, she got kids <laughs> at the house? Well, I would just say to Julie, you know, is, is what you're doing now working? <laughs> you know, is I mean, what is what you're doing now preventing abortions? No. I, I'm totally <laughs> against abortions, but you know what? We're not solving the problems. Do you have a bill that will say that you replace abortion, you will take care of the kids that aren't wanted? No, you're not. Right. You're not even tax. You're not even budgeting a, a, a certain amount of your taxes to take care of these kids. You don't give them a chance to live. Uh, Rocky Huber says, I agree with Glenn. There can't be a no matter what when it comes to abortion. That's right. Well, let's, uh, boy, we're way into the second yeah. hour. Let's take a quick break, uh, play a little something, show some love to our amazing sponsors so we can continue to pay the bills, and then we'll be back. We'll be well in hour number two. Glenn R.J. will let us here. We're going to play a little musical number that he sent me earlier. I was uh, I was telling everyone earlier, Glenn, you have a golden throat. I do not. The, you get me in trouble every time you the, say the, that. The voice of an angel. No, maybe a voice of an angel, but it's not a golden throat. Well, okay. Well, something like that anyway. All right. We're going to play a little something, and we'll be back. Hour number two, coming up. Don't go away.
Welcome back, everybody. We are well in hour number two, a numero dos of Matt Connerton Unleashed, and we are live from the studios of WMNH 95.3 FM in glorious downtown Manchester, New Hampshire, also on Comcast 97 if you're in Manchester. And hello to all of our online listeners across the nation and around the globe. You can go to my website, mattconnerton.com, for all of your live streaming options, social media links, contact info, show archives, et cetera, et cetera. Today is a Thursday, February 10, 2022. I do want to remind you, of course, that we are sponsored by the Hopknot on Elm right across the street. They've got those delicious gourmet pretzels. They have an assortment of craft beer. And, you know, uh, it is a black-owned business, and this is Black History Month. And uh, Kenny from the Hopknot is going to be here one week from Monday. So I I was uh, there last night, and I uh, I asked him, I said, please, we, we got to get you in. It's, it's been a while since you've been on the show, and we'd like to get you on for Black History Month. So, um, And speaking of which, by the way, uh, tomorrow on the show for our classic film review, Eric Pilcher this week has chosen 12 Years a Slave. And uh, I've already heard it, and it is an excellent review, as always, and it's become a very popular segment on the show uh, every week. So uh, we thank Eric. I see uh, Joe Pilcher is in the Facebook live chat. Pretty sure they're related. Hello, Joe. Nice to see you in there. And um, let's see. Uh, the number to call, 603-250-6007, 603-250-6007. Glenn R.J. Willette, the people's mayor, is here at the news desk. And, Glenn, you have sent me a song to play. Now, t- tell us about what we're about to hear. Well, it, it, it's, it's, it's a real song that was called um, about the weather and uh, oh. winter weather. Uh-huh. And and a lot of people get depressed because of lack of sunshine. Yes. It's dark early. And you get, Spe- you, especially here in the Northeast. It's if a- you're working early in the morning, you go out in the dark and you come home and it's still dark. Mm-hmm. So if you're inside all day, you don't see light. Uh, so a lot of people are depressed. So I added a lot of... I rewrote the song, so to speak, and uh, I I specifically wrote it for Carl, but he's not the only one who has depression due to the winter. Who's Who's Carl? Carl Car Carl is the one who's here with Peter White. Oh yes, yes, Carl Clayton. Yes, yes. yes. And uh, he said he wouldn't mind sharing this with you, so we're going to share it because I hear you're going through some battles as well. Yeah, I uh, well. So I, I do struggle with depression. Uh, I um... The just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. I'm getting complaints that someone on the team smells really bad every day. How do I address that? Talk to Bambi. So one of our employees just reported sexual harassment, and I don't even have a policy on how to deal with this. What do I do? Talk to Bambi. One of our people never shows up when they're supposed to. What are my options? Talk to Bambi. With Bambi, get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just $99 per month. They're available by phone, email, and real-time chat, so onboarding and terminations run smoothly. Team members reach peak performance, and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. And with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you'll automate important HR practices like setting policies, training, and feedback. HR managers can easily cost 80 grand a year. 
but Bambi starts at $99 per month. Start your free conversation today to see how much Bambi can take off your plate. Visit Bambi.com slash assistant right now. Spelled B-A-M-B-E-E dot com slash assistant. It's definitely harder in the winter, although it, it can happen. You know, I can suffer through a bout of depression at any time of year, unfortunately, and, and have uh, uh, my probably my entire adult life at least. But, uh, oh, Rob Azevedo is here. He's just in time to uh, to hear that. Maybe maybe he'll have you on Granite State of Mind sometime with your. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know if you know this, Rob, uh, but this man. Now he's very humble. He's uh, he's he gets a little shy about it, but he has a golden throat. I and, do not have and, a golden and the voice of an angel. Well, why do you think I'm here? I was up in Pembroke. I heard you saying that you were going to be playing at the break. Glenn's new music, so I had to. Oh yeah, teleport down here. Yeah, so I'm glad you did. Welcome. Uh, I, ha- I have reached a, a milestone. I've recorded over 60 songs now from uh, about 48 artists. Look at that. Wow. Really? It's called Diversity. And I sing along with a lot of the artists as my background music. And uh, I also have a lot of uh, choirs that bring me the background music. So my album will be out in the spring. Who do you cover for artists? I cover... Everybody from Whitney Houston to, uh, uh, you can name it, uh, 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 Frank Sinatra, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. That's fun. It, it, sometimes it's hard to learn the song because the, the music is too high uh-huh. for my note. So I've gone on YouTube, and, I mean on uh, Google, and I found a software. So now I know what my voice is. My voice is between G and L. Mm-hmm. And so... I and now I, I'm learning how to write music so I can redo a lot of it. Unbelievable, huh? He yes. says an old man can't learn new tricks. Oh, I love it. That's what's <laughs> going to keep you young, Glenn. That's why yes. you're young and ru- yes. up and running all the time. Yes. Uh, Rocky Uber in the chat room says it was nice to meet Glenn at Home yes. Depot yesterday. Rocky, uh, I, I want to thank Rocky was, was there yesterday and he never put a face to me. But he heard my voice, and he was convinced it was me, and it was me. Yeah. So thank you, Rocky, and keep watching. You do have a listening. You do have a very distinctive voice. So this, uh, so this song is about depression. Yes, it is. And it, and and so you had uh, and you recorded this for Carl of, of of the morning show. Yes, Carl Clayton. Carl Clayton. And now it's being set up for others. Like even Matt Connaughton, we all deal with this stuff. So you've repurposed uh, the song for me and my struggles with depression. No, I have not changed. And, uh, the, I have not changed the word from and Carl I'm, to Matt. And I'm and I'm getting <laughs> uh, I'm getting Carl's uh, sloppy seconds uh, effectively. <laughs> You're funny. Well, that's okay. I don't mind. I mean, you know. I'm, all right. Well, let's uh, let's give this a. Li- is this an original or is this a cover of a song? It's a cover. It's a cover. All right. Let's. Uh, who who did you? Did, did you already explain who it was a cover of? I may have been distracted by the. There's some sort of an argument going on in the chat room, but I'm a little unclear on about uh, what. Uh, I don't know. Joe, Joe Pilcher looks like he's fighting with someone, but I'm not sure who. Oh. I love a good chat room fight. I'll go back and look at it later. Love it. Play the music. <laughs> All right, <laughs> here we go. <clears throat> Glenn R. J. Willette. For all those who have the winter blues, depression because of lack of sunlight, this song called. Colder Weather is dedicated to Carl and others like him who had the depression. Sung by Leonard Gerolette. Summer would trade Manchester, New Hampshire, if Carl would have him. Carl closes the door before winter lets in all the cold air. 
and wonders if Carl's love is strong enough to make him stay this winter. Summer answered by the taillights shining through Carl's window pane. Carl says, I want to see you again, Summer, but I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Carl, can I call you then? Would you say you're a rambling man and you ain't ever gonna change, Carl? You got a gypsy soul to blame and you're born for living in colder weather. At a truck stop diner just outside of Hopeset. The night is black and dark as the coffee Carl was drinking to stay warm, I'm sure. And in the waitress' eyes he sees the same old shining light. He thinks of Manchester, New Hampshire, and the warmth he left behind. I like that. Carl said, I want to see you again. But I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Carl, can I call you then? Winter says, you're a rambling man, Carl. And you ain't ever gonna change. You got a gypsy soul to blame. And you were born to living in New Hampshire year-round. Born for living through the winter months. Well, it's a winding road when you're in lost and found. You're a lover, Carl, I'm a runner. You go round and round. I love you, but I leave you. I don't want you, but I need you. You know it's you that invites me back every winter, Carl. I want to see summer again, but I'm stuck in colder weather. Maybe tomorrow will be better. Carl, can I call you then? Winter says, because you're a winter man. Rolling. You ain't ever gonna change. And I was born for living in New Hampshire year round. Born for living, Carl, through the winter months. When I close my eyes, I see you, no matter where I am. Carl, I can smell your perfume through those whispering pines. I'm with your ghost, with your ghost again, Carl. It's a shame about the cold weather. But I know we soon will be together in the summer's beach heat. And I can't wait for that. And I can't wait till then. Go get it. Do, 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 do. Work in progress. Do, 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 do.
Wow. Gosh, all a, right, man. I'm impressed. What a beautiful, if not uh, mildly uh, confusing song. Uh, <laughs> you now, are getting me in trouble. I, I, now, some of the things that you say about Carl, though, I'm a little unclear. So uh, I did not know. Uh, you, you know uh, Carl, of course, of the morning show, Carl Clayton. Oh, yeah. I did not. Kyle. Uh, no, I believe it's uh, pronounced, uh, it's Carl, right, Glenn? Yeah, you've been saying it wrong. It's actually Carl. Okay. And uh, I. I uh, My accent. Oh, oh, right. Now, so Carl uh, wears perfume? No, it, it, it was part of the song that oh. I didn't remove, and so I added the whispering pine because pine smells in winter. Mm-hmm. And so it made a lot of sense. Okay, right. I liked it. Uh, it's a I, metaphor. It's poetic. I liked it. There was, <laughs> yes. you know, all those parts when you go up at the end, you stretch it out. I dig it. I enjoy it. He really goes for it. Sometimes you have to add a lot of words and, and with the keys, and it's kind of difficult. <laughs> yeah, but you're doing it, man. I love it. Good good job. I'm impressed. Today I actually did a song on my TV show. It was in English, but there was an entire verse. I squeezed in between the sentences the French interpretation. Okay. Mm. And that took me a while to do that. Mm-hmm. you got to be right on time. By the way, uh, Jenny in the chat room uh, says, this is really nice, Glenn. She enjoyed yeah. it. I do have another uh, question about the lyrics. Now, at one point, you seem to indicate that uh, Carl is a ghost and he's dead. Uh, no, but... no, 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 no. It says, I'm with your ghost now. Oh, you're with his ghost. His winter ghost. His winter ghost. Actually, it could be. It could have been his summer ghost mm. because winter and oh. summer are going back, back and forth here. Right. There's a, uh, you know, you've got a, I know a little bit about the paranormal. I know, you, you know, like you've got a winter ghost, you've got a summer ghost. Yes. And the uh, but the spring and fall ghosts are like one entity for some reason. I'm not sure it's how that works. Ground. I'm gonna have to break out the Ouija board and ask some questions. Do you about believe that. in that? Uh, in some of in some of ghost stuff. Oh sure, summer ghost, winter <clears throat> ghost. I uh, actually, ooh, summer ghost would be a good name for a band. Can I tell you a ghost thing really, really quick? Yes. Just the other night, so we moved into this old farmhouse, right? Yeah. Been around forever. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know. I guess I have been like, if I heard this, you know, like heard things the other night i'm sitting on the couch and my dog is right next to me and i swear we heard somebody take the deepest breath on the spot next to me on the couch and i turned and the dog turned over there wow and i don't know man if it's an old house it could be yeah like i thought like i turned my head thinking who just took a deep breath next to me and the dog's head kicked up and yeah i don't know whoever it is it's friendly ghost do your history and find out if anybody died in that oh, house. Oh, I'm sure numerous people have died in that house. Oh, they yeah. They haven't gone over yet. Haven't gone over the, the other side yet. Is, oh. is that the only experience like that you've had there so far? That was the most telling. Okay. Yeah. That but, was I no no images, um, yeah. nothing like that. No brushes of air across the face, but I swear someone took a, a deep breath next to me. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah. And the only reason why I wasn't thinking that I'm crazy is because the dog's head popped up. Yep. And I don't know what dogs can see and sense. Well, you know they, what I mean? Outside of us. They have yeah. a better hearing than you do. Something went down. Well, there is a, a, a theory, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very open, open to these things, um, you know, that animals can, can sense. You know, like if you have a dog or a cat that all of a sudden they're going nuts as, yeah. though, there's, as though there's somebody, there's somebody there, but the you don't see anybody there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or, yes, or the, the moon. The moon. Um, <laughs> full moon, new moon. It affects you too, you know. Well, that's true. I do. I turn into a werewolf when there's a uh, full you howl? moon. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's for the other show. That's for Matt give us Conner a good Conner impression. Sheets. Give us a good impression of your howling. 
I can't. I, I, <laughs> I didn't that's think so. uh, that's an FCC violation. Oh, is it really? <laughs> yeah, I'm not permitted to do that here. I I guess I better not how. Only only me. <laughs> only you. Yeah, I received a letter from the government about that, so I I, I, I shan't be uh, howling. What does bring you here on a Thursday? What was it? Well, it just... I'm not here. I have to take my daughter to the airport down in Logan tomorrow. Oh. I'm going to miss the show. And I got this great band lined up um, for tomorrow. And I asked them, let's come in and do a recording tonight. We'll play it tomorrow. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So oh. we're going to do that. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. so uh, what? who's the band? Josh. I don't even know the name of the band. I know they're oh. out of Concord. Um, yeah, I usually do my homework on the fly. Right, right. Uh, so yeah. in the first question. So uh, I don't even know if Josh's band's got a name, but we'll find out. Yeah, but yeah. The, uh, the fly is still hibernating. Yeah, <laughs> right. I still get time. The fly. The what? What What are you talking about, Glenn? Well, flies hibernate. They'll come back out in the spring. True. <laughs> oh, I guess I don't. Oh, okay. Hibernate, huh? He's French Canadian. Oh did, yeah. Did you know he's a dual? You're still a dual citizen, right? Yes, I am. He was born on the bridge. Right on the bridge. Oh, well, dual citizen. I was in a car, but on the bridge. <laughs> what an interesting life this guy's lived, huh? Yes, yes, he has. Mm-hmm. Yes, write he a has. book. Yeah, you should. But I'd have to write it in both English and French. Yeah. If it's that good, you'll get. Guess. They'll let them. <laughs> let the other countries take care of translating I, it for you. That's I right. just don't have time to. I've written oh, maybe stop. three chapters of it so far. It's, Maybe one chapter a year. It'll take me forever. The book, what one book that I wrote? Uh, well, I have three, but the, sixteen months it took me. Yeah, night after. Yeah, it took me sixteen months to at nighttime after dinner. Night. Did you tell all though? Uh-huh, I told a. I've no, ex- I did not tell all. I've experienced a lot in life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get. Yeah, I got a couple in me. I would think, but no, not all. Yeah, I'll say about fifty percent. Oh, so you still have sleep. You still have secrets down there. Huh? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> so many secrets. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Well, well, Glenn, you have to go, I believe, yes, right? I it's, have uh, to go. it's quarter to five. Yeah. So uh, now your program uh, that you did earlier on the television uh, on Channel 23, We'll Let It Large, when does that? Obviously, people listening live to this now missed the uh, your yeah. live show, but it, it was uh, my Valentine's show because it's Monday and uh, it's going to re air Saturday at 8 p.m., Monday at 9 a.m. Uh, Tuesday at 1 p.m. and uh, two, three times in between midnight and 5 a.m. in the morning for countries like Australia and Philippines that are 12 hours ahead of us. I always like how you say that, Philippines. Philippines. Yes, that's kind of fun. My accent. Yes, yes. Well, all right. Well, thank you for sharing your wonderful uh, song for Carl. And, and, and Matt. Uh, and, and Matt. And uh, I, I do not wear a perfume, uh, unlike Carl. Yeah. And uh, You like the smell of pine? I do not Whispering have a... spring pine? I do not... Uh, I'm not very outdoorsy. I, I'm a concrete and steel guy. Really? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, oh, a, yeah. I'm a city boy. You're a sadat. Oh, yeah. Yes. But thank you so much. Uh, Glenn nice RJ will let the people's, people's mayor. mayor. Uh, truly the voice of an angel. I'll tell you what. <laughs> boy, that song was uh, absolutely lovely, but uh, a little confusing. But uh, but I enjoyed it. Very nice. And uh, have you been following the news today, uh, Rob? Sure, the, well, the, uh, we're talking about Trump. Uh, oh, <laughs> God, yeah. So we have gaps in the phone calls, right? Uh-huh. So there's gaps there. So he was using somebody else's cell phone. Yep. Uh, we have 15 boxes down in Florida that mm-hmm. uh, had a bunch of jive in there. Um, I don't know how many more crimes this guy needs to have committed against the United States uh, where the DOJ is— 
is going to slap it down. But I am going to assume the unprecedented is going to happen over the next year. Um, and you're going to see our first president indicted for treason. Um, you think so? Really? Oh, you think I it'll happen? Yes, I do. Yeah, wow. I do. Because because here's the deal. I don't know. You know, what's the point of uh, having a Justice Department and laws if you're just going to allow certain people to break them? Right. Um, what's the point? Listen, as it is right now, when I get a subpoena or if you get a subpoena, forget it. Why, why even rip it up? Throw it away. What's the point? Flush it down the toilet. Flush it down the toilet, <laughs> man. What, what is the point? There is no point. Uh, but the only point is the city cops would come and get us. Right. Uh, yes, I do think that. I don't think anybody who's counting on Trump being a president or even running in 24, not happening, not a chance. Um, that's These are just my things. And here's the big prediction. I think you're going to start seeing dead people. Really? My prediction that you're going to start seeing people just either dying. Um, I think there'll be a suicide in there. Um, wow. And I'm going to predict, I don't think Giuliani lives much, lives past two, three more years. I think he might miraculously have a heart attack. Um, and I think Meadows, I don't know why I get it in my head, but I think this is probably strangling him. Mm. A, a, a politician who got uh, infected by a nitwit, and um, I just I just think that you're going to start seeing that. Wow, wow, interesting. Yeah. So you don't think he runs in 24? Runs? Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Not a chance, man. Mm-hmm. How can you let a guy do what he has done? And uh, for us to supposedly have this great, all-powerful Department of Justice, I'll just, okay, that's fine. Let him. He's the most dangerous man in the country, you know? Um, So, yeah, no, he won't. But, well, we don't know, yeah, I mean, we don't know exactly what Merrick Garland is doing. This is um, true. You could could open the paper in three weeks, and then all of a sudden he does an announcement and— Indictments go down. Yeah, because he plays it uh, close to the vest. Didn't he? Didn't he kind of tell us that? Be patient. Yes. The, a couple weeks ago, with that unprecedented noontime or two o'clock in the afternoon news conference, when the hell does that happen? Right. Um. So I think he was basically saying, "We got it. There's nothing we're not hearing. And there's nothing we're not investigating. Yeah. We got to start at the bottom." And get to the top, and we know what the top is. Yep. <laughs> and how much more evidence do you need? Right. <laughs> now the phones go missing. There's gaps in the phone. Yeah. The guy breaks laws by uh, deciding to take classified information boxes down. He stole it. He stole things from the White House. Yeah. Uh, somebody asked Obama. Somebody asked Clinton. Asked Bush. So what did you guys take? Um, so you guys took a bunch of classified information back to uh, Chicago, didn't you? Or Texas, right? What do you think they would say? What are you, insane? Right, right. No, there's yeah. one person in the history of this country who did that. Well, Trump's defense, apparently, is he says no one told him he couldn't. He's an idiot. <laughs> He's an idiot. That's what idiots say. Uh, Rocky Huber in the chat says the Democrats are going to wait till it gets closer to the next election to bring him up on charges so he won't be qualified to run. Ah, if they're, if, if I, I wouldn't... Uh, tick, I wouldn't tick. Yeah, I wouldn't wait on anything, that's for sure. But I imagine, and this is kind of coming off the heels of what I heard somebody saying last night on the news, a pundit, you know, if you're going to charge a president of the United States for the first time in the history of the United States, you better have him dead to rights. Mm -hmm. Yes. 
dead to rights. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, there will be books. There will be movies. And I can't wait to see it all. <laughs> yeah. No, me too. Me too. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, by the way, are you... Um, are are you noticing the uh, something I didn't get to on on the show today? But we'll just mention it briefly. Apparently, the the uh, new inflation number is out seven point five percent over they, last year. Are, yeah. are, are do you notice? I mean, you have as as someone Gro- with a, uh, as someone with a family. Oh, groceries you, insane. Yeah, I mean, oh yeah, groceries are insane. Yeah, what are you gonna do? It's not the first time we've tra- is, is this the, this is the highest in forty years. In right? forty years, yeah. Mm, that's the Federal Reserve will take care of that. And what have we been living off of interest? Nothing. You know what I mean? There's been hardly any interest. I mean, when my yeah. parents and your parents bought homes, their interest was what, 12, 15 percent? Yeah. I think my mortgage interest is three and change. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's what yeah. you paid back in the 80s and the 70s, 15, nearly 20 percent yeah. um, in interest. And no, so hey, it's a yin and the yang. I'm, I'm not saying, yeah, gas prices are up, but they're not like $5 like they were five years ago. And yeah. They don't, government doesn't set that anyways. That's the oil tycoons. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's just, that's them. We got nothing to do with that. Um, we'll live through the, we'll live through that. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm optimistic about it. I mean, you know, uh, some people, I mean, you know, the, the people on this show who want to blame Biden, but I always say it's not, you know, there's only so much. And what is it that would, but I get it. We can't, we can't pass by like as, as Biden, you know, hammer Trump. I understand that, but not hammer the Dems. I get it. But what is it that's making the inflation go up? Well, it's really, it, it's uh, a confluence of uh, an overheating economy. I mean, the economy is expanding so quickly that, you know, that's that's what happens. You end up with inflation when you have an economy that's expanding too fast. And they're really I don't see what the, the executive branch can do about that. I mean, really, the expanding only expanding in in the in the sense of what jobs are expanding. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, it, in multiple ways, it's it's the snapback of the contraction that happened when yeah. we shut everything down. Yeah. So now the and by the way, I you know, I don't give Trump credit for much, but I will say, I mean, he was kind of right about, you know, when he talked about the V curve. You know, he thought the I mean, he thought the, it would happen a lot sooner right. because he acted like, you know, we're, COVID will be done by Easter. And that was two years ago. But but it, the economy has shown to have a certain elasticity right. to it where you can kind of halt everything and then it does snap back. Right. And uh, Matt, do you know, I think Trump could have been a phenomenal president. Mm-hmm. I really do. Yeah. I, th- I think he could have been a, the way he d- does um, certain, you know, the way he dealt with China and, and, and economics, real stuff. But he blew it. His ego blew it. Yeah. His, e- you know, his ego, his need, his needs, his petty. He's an infant. I mean, he, he's, <laughs> he's a 70 year old child. You know what I mean? Fat, yeah. spoiled child. Yeah. And, and, and I really do think that he could have gone down. He had the opportunity to go down as being a really good president. I mm-hmm. think economically, jobs, the market was flying. Okay. He's, he's a bastard when it comes to social stuff, but I don't really think he cares. Honestly, he goes whichever way the wind blows. Yeah. He, he, and he blew it. He, his ego blew it. Yeah. I think if he had met the moment, with, with the pandemic, well, first of all, if you take the pandemic, oh yeah, take the pandemic out of it completely. If yeah. the pandemic doesn't happen, I think he would have. Uh, and as long as the economy stayed on track, I think he would have won re-election. But me too. But with the pandemic, if he had met the moment in terms of which it in the beginning it seemed like he was, you know, he, when he, they did the 15 days to slow the spread, and he he was saying things like, 
you know, I consider myself a wartime president. We're fighting a war against an invisible enemy. Me, 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 not us. Yep. Well, I didn't mind that, though, when, because it sounded like, you know, he was really determined, you know, to get us through this. And I even appreciated that, you know, Fauci and, and you know, they would give us the, all the bad news, right? Yeah. And then Trump would kind of come in at the end and be the optimist and say, you know, as long as he wasn't, you know, as long as it wasn't, uh, you know, just trying to sugarcoat everything. Um, but but uh, optimism's say, great. So yeah. say, let, let's use it. Let's use the station as an example. What if I heard in the back room at five uh, at five thirty that after your show, I know that you're going in there to get fired. But I come in here and I say, no way, Matt. You're you're, you're unbelievable. Nobody would ever kick you out. You're fantastic. I know the truth. Right. But I'm just saying that so I'll stay on your winning side. You right, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. That's it's the same thing. It's childish yeah. playground BS. Well, that's what it turned into with him. In the <laughs> beginning, I liked the optimism, but then he got bored and then he he got bored with the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and because and, it wasn't about him. You couldn't yeah. talk about him. We we had to deal with a pandemic and, and it wasn't yeah. about you, Trump. And that that's why he's a big fat child. You can see it too. And it the pandemic really brought this out more than anything. Whenever he's talking publicly about anything not having to do with him, his demeanor changes and he seems bored. Mm, his arms. Yeah. His arms crossed. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and who does that? I have children. I remember when they would do this. Oh, yeah. dada. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Infant dude. Yeah. But I think you're right. I mean, he had potential. But he, The one uh, time I saw him, Matt, um, look presidential or really look like a real human yeah. was when Syria, the very start of his presidency— and mm-hmm. and they did the there was that horrible bombing gas bombings over there right and you see kids burnt you know yes. gassed out there was a look in his eyes that was human and it was the only time I ever saw a real look in his eyes like that yeah yeah I agree I agree well we will uh, we'll begin to wrap up uh, so tonight on the uh, on the station now uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays at six p.m. Uh, through the stage door hosted by the great uh, almost said Rob Azevedo because you're sitting hosted by the great Rob Dion yeah he's great. Absolutely. So that is coming up on the station. And then so you'll be uh, taping uh, tomorrow night's Granite State of Mind. At 6 o'clock. At 6 o'clock. Uh, which, so that'll air tomorrow night at right. Friday. Yeah. And uh, very good. And by the way, do you still have, um, uh, just quickly, uh, any any news on your uh, your, barn, your uh, barn there? Not yet. Still waiting to hear. Okay. Yep. Okay. Still waiting to hear. I think everything's going to work out. Yeah. Um, still plenty of time. The first... Uh, Next gathering will be uh, March 26th. Excellent. Grateful Dead tribute. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Gathering. Gathering. There you Not go. a show. That's, gathering. That's right. <laughs> All right, Rob, thank you thank so you much. Thank you for having me. Anytime. Any, anytime. And thank you to Glenn R.J. Willett, the People's Mayor, for joining us also, and everybody in the chat room and everyone who called. And we're going to get out of here. Uh, if you missed any part of today's show, it'll be up in just a little bit at WMNHradio.org and at my website, mattconnerton.com. And uh, leave you with a little Stevie Wonder uh, for uh, Black History Month. And uh, I will talk at y'all a little bit later. Bye, everybody. Imagine your new bathroom. A sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. 
When you bundle your renters and auto insurance with Progressive, you could save money, but it doesn't cover any terrible memories living rent-free in your head. Hey, just wanted to remind you of that time your kicker missed the extra point and lost the game. Even though he literally never missed an extra point, he chose this playoff game to miss. Yeah, I just noticed you hadn't thought about that in a bit. Wouldn't want you to miss, you know, thinking about it. Sorry, we can't save you from that memory, but we could save you money bundling your renters and auto insurance with Progressive. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Renters insurance and bundle discount not available in all states or situations.